I'm Dave Rowe. Welcome to another Calgary Stampeder podcast. Even though the math doesn't quite add up when you get to Labor Day, that's what we always call the midpoint of the year. The Calgary Stampeders with a big win over the Edmonton Eskimos, making it seven Labor Day classics in a row. Well, if you're midway through a year, why not put down a report card? So to do that, I got together, of course, with Jock Wilson, and we brought in our buddy Danny Austin for Post Media to put this team on the curve. Wow, what a stunning panel of football knowledge we have assembled for you here today. Danny Austin from Post Media, Jock Wilson on my broadcast right, and of course, little old me. Anyway, guys, uh, it's, uh, well, it's not quite the midseason. We're technically just past the midseason, but the Calgary Stampeders, we just one loss on the year to mar the record. Time to pull out a little bit of a report card here. We'll sort of go by position group. We'll start uh, on the offense, and I guess uh, we'll start with the quarterbacks, although that is pretty much quarterback singular. Uh, you know, Danny, what do you think about the way uh, Bo Levi Mitchell's done this year? I mean, it's the same thing as always, right? He wins games and that that's what he's doing have there been games where i personally feel like their past game has you know probably not been quite as good as they'd want it to be yes and then there have been games where bo levi mitchell's looked like the best quarterback in the league mm-hmm. so um I, I do think that you know between the now two knee injuries uh, mm-hmm. although none of them neither of them particularly major um you know it's been a little bit stop and start but he wins games and that's what he does every single year and uh so i mean it's hard if we're doing a report card it's hard not to give him an a um, I'm not going to be Marcus Ball and say he's average, but I don't think this is his best season as a Calgary Stampeder. I, I think there are some injuries in play for Bo Levi Mitchell, and we've seen that on the field this year. And the thing that concerns me with the offense, Danny, is the fact that they're not completing the drives. There's just way too many field goals right now. And and that, to me, you know, is that on the is that on the quarterback? Is that on the offensive line? Is that on the running backs? Is that on the receivers? But to me, that's the biggest concern as this team, you know, closes out first place in the Western Division. They're going to have to get their house in order from, from that standpoint. So where are you at for a grade? For a grade for Bo Levi Mitchell, I'll give him, I, I can't give him in the A's because I just don't think it's been his best season. I think he's been better. I'll, I'll give him a B plus. B plus. That sounds, uh, that sounds about where I am too. I'd go, I'd go B plus, A minus. Uh, again, you know, you look at the touchdown passes, you look at the yards that he's putting up. There has been some problem finishing in the red zone. That seems to be mm-hmm. correcting itself as we get into the last couple of games here. Uh, I'd still like to see him run a little bit more. Just a real quick, uh, some thoughts on, on Nick Arbuckle, who I think is, uh, doing a very competent job as a backup. I mean, look what he did on Labor Day when he had to come in under tough circumstances. He doesn't hurt you when he comes in. He just looks so prepared, right? I mean, he really does look like he does his homework. He knows exactly what he's got to do, and he gets it done. And it's not always spectacular. But um, I think that ultimately, I mean, they're going to be happy if Nick Arbuckle's, you know, forced to play a game or two later this season. And uh, I had a lot of time for Andrew Buckley, obviously, but I think Nick Arbuckle might actually give you more at this point already. I think Nick Arbuckle is going to play more down the stretch, and I, I mm-hmm. love the fact that he's played as much as he has, you know, this season. It's not a lot, but he's he's gotten into some tough game action. Even the even the game he got into in Labor Day, I thought that was uh, very very. Everybody's still talking about the block. Hey, I'll tell you what, uh, I, I had no expectations for Nick Arbuckle, so I'm going to give him the same grade that I gave, you know, Bo Levi Mitchell. I'm I, I'm very impressed with the B plus right now. Yeah, grade on a different curve there. I think you know we yep. go with a you know agree around that B-plus mark for Nick Arbuckle. On to the skill positions, and as a group here, we're going to lump the running backs 
and receivers in uh, as as a group. And uh, on the whole, it's it's pretty impressive. You look at this receiving core up until well this week anyway. Uh, Reggie Begleton has had a hard time getting on the field just because there's no room for him. Unfortunately, with Kamar Jordan down, what looks like long term, we're going to see more of Reggie Begleton. But when you look at uh, you know what Eric Rogers, Devaris Daniels, uh, you know Lamar Durant, Juwan Breskis, and Richardson, Danny, what do you see these guys as a as a group? I mean, without going to specific players, I do think there have been too many drops recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that it's perfect. Um, I mean, right now, look, it, it's been good. It's been generally good. One or two guys have stood out every single game. This team cannot afford to lose Devaris Daniels. If he gets mm-hmm. hurt, they're in quite serious trouble, I think. I mean, I do think that he can be a number one receiver in the CFL and has been waiting for this opportunity. But looking back, all around, you have to be pretty happy with it with mm-hmm. the, you know, you know, with that big statement that there are too many drops, and that I, I do think that they make a difference in the game. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very worried going forward. I do not think we see Kamar Jordan again this season. I'm I'm not sure we see Eric Rodgers until mid October, mm-hmm. realistically. So, I think there are concerns heading into the season. Some people suggested this was the best receiving core in Calgary Stampeder history, and I think because of the injuries, that just hasn't transpired. And uh, you're bang on, Danny. The fact of the matter is, I look at this receiving core, and I, I I'll give them a passing grade, obviously. But I'm very concerned about, I, I'm, I'm not sure about Don Jackson's health because he's been injured a couple of times this year. You know, you've talked about Eric Rogers, you've talked about Kamar Jordan. This, 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 this skill group is having a tough time staying healthy. And because of that, I, I'm going to give him just a C-plus right now because I, I expected more, I guess, when the season started. Yeah, yeah, the running backs have been a bit of a rotating cast of characters mm-hmm. back there. And I've been very impressed with Don Jackson as a rookie. I mm-hmm. mean, I do think that, look, it's the story of the Stampeders offense. Is that it'll be two quarters, two and a half quarters where they don't don't seem to be doing much, and then all of a sudden they just start going off for big plays, and that's story, sort of the story with Don Jackson. I mean, his numbers weren't better than C.J. Gables, other than one big run, um, but I still think what he gives you as a rookie, you have to be very happy with. Mm-hmm. Can he stay healthy, though? Uh, I mean, it's a good question. Uh, I mean, I'm sort of of the belief that, you know, you say yes until he's okay. not, but... Um, yeah, look, I mean, the health is a concern. Uh, there's no question about that. There's nothing that you can really do about, you know, Kamar Jordan getting his leg rolled on. No. But. I'm going to go I'm going to go B on the group as a whole because uh, as you say Jock maybe you expected a little bit more going in uh, injuries have held that back a little bit uh some of the role guys Lamar Durant has been a bit of a disappointment mm-hmm. to me I thought he'd be a bit more of a, a of a contributor but Mark and Michelle too for Mark, me Yeah Mark and Michelle it, it just uh, he just he's not getting the targets because you know Kamar Jordan was really turning into the go-to guy there I think you know we're going to see Mark and Michelle he's going to have to be more in the mix now it's it's not going to be an option for the offense And believe Mitchell said after the game he said, you know, he never actually has a number one guy. And mm-hmm. with all due respect to Bo, like, yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're number one, number one in your hearts, number 88 in your program, exactly. you know. And it'll be Eric Rogers when he's back, presumably. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to fault a team for injuries that haven't happened, but you, you do worry. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go around to B for that uh, skill yeah. group uh, as a whole, and uh, just with a little note on the report card saying expecting more out of yeah. this group in the in the second half. Offensive line. This has been uh, a group of five that has been debated strongly. Mm-hmm. A big move with taking Spencer Wilson uh, out of the mix. I thought that was tough on Spencer. I mean, they asked him to become a full time tackle to replace a guy like Dan Fitterkyle. and you know, with all due respect to Spencer, he's been a a great jack of all trades on that line. But he is he's a guard. He should be a guard. They tried him to tackle, didn't work, so you have to go with that three import look. Okay, but I mean, have they been better with Randy Richards in there? I see a lot of pressure coming from the right hand side mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. I, I it, it seems to be an actual problem spot for me on the entire team. And 
it, it almost never comes from Derek Dennis's side. So I'm not sure that they're better with Randy Richards in there right now than they were with Spencer. Are, are we are we past the point where we can give Randy Richards a pass for having no training camp and missing those six games? It's it, it's a great question, Dave, and and, and I'll, I'll I'll agree with both of you guys. I think this is a question mark for the Calgary Stampeders. It was a question mark for me heading into the season because of the uh, because of the change on the offensive line. But if you had to pick right now, uh, you know who is going to be up for the most outstanding offensive lineman for the Calgary Stampeders? Who is it? Derek Dennis. D- Derek, Derek Dennis. It, but he's been he's been good, but he hasn't been great. No, and I mean that's fair. I, <laughs> After I saw you, Combray Williams come off with a dislocated finger, get it popped back in, and go and go back in. Maybe I'm going with you, Doug, <laughs> well, just because okay, that's fine. I admire a guy that but can it do is, that. It is a ratio change when you have to have three imports on that offensive yeah. line. C plus. I'm going to give him a C. Wow. I'll go see. I'm so glad I didn't have you in school. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Wilson. I I don't think this offense has has performed as well. Again, my expectations were very high. I thought the offense was going to be the the strength of this team this year, and I don't think the offense has been the strength of this team. And I will say that when, like, there are times when Bo actually, I feel like, is very good under pressure. And when he rolls out a little bit, Mm -hmm. he's not naturally inclined. So I actually don't think that it's the end of the world if there is a little bit of pressure on him. Games like the Saskatchewan game that they lost, obviously, it didn't. You know, go particularly well, but I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't nope. think it's. A, I don't think it's by mm-hmm. any means. Hey, they're winning games. They're nine in one. Exactly. <laughs> um, and Don Jackson just ran for 115 right. yards. I mean, I, I don't think it's a. It's bad. It's just you know we're kind of nitpicking with a nine on one team mm-hmm. a little bit. But yeah, I mean that right hand side makes me a little bit nervous right now. My and, grades may be a little higher on defense, boys. Okay, well let's go. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go to defense here. Let's start with the offensive line and and let's just save ourselves some time and the just uh, I'll say A yeah. because uh, they've done a great job. <laughs> I, I mean. We're saying defensive line, defensive sir? Yeah, line, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Um, and without Cordero Law for the last couple of games as yeah. well. Um, Michael Johnson, I think, is it's weird to call a guy that everyone knows is good underrated, but I mm-hmm. still think he's underrated because I still think that's so much of what this team is able until to do he this. gets that defensive player of yeah. the year award, and, and it's yeah. so hard to get that as an as an inside lineman. You know, you just you just don't get the glory. No, and then Jagger Davis has been pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, across the board, I think that. That Canadian defensive tackle position has generally been pretty good. Yep. You just there, you cannot have a complaint about this defensive line. They are no. as good as you can get in the CFL. I, I don't know what more I can add, guys. You know, but even even their you know their third and fourth you know guys you know like Flo Aremolade. I had a tough time saying his name yes. at the start of the season, but Aremolade when he's when he's been called to play, he's been very very good for this team. And so he's it only does, getting better. And 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 the, what, what's the one thing we still get from fans all the time? And Danny, I'm sure you get it at post media as well. The fact that people are saying John Huffnagel made a Mistake. We never should have got rid of Charleston Hughes. Charleston Hughes on that Saskatchewan team is allowed to just rush as hard as he can exactly. on every single play. He would not be doing that. And uh, look, they made, they must have known Eric Rogers was coming. I mean, that had to be a big part of it. They just needed the money. Right. It, yeah. You can't sign everyone when you're on a salary cap team, yeah. even before Eric Rogers came in. And plus, uh, you know, again, you know, there, there's not a Calgary Stampeder fan or, you know, or, or a media person out there that's not celebrating what Charleston Hughes is doing. We all knew he had some football left in him. Exactly. But, you know, we've seen, we've seen the injuries over the last, you know, how often you seen Charleston Hughes practice over the last couple of years? And if, if you, you had know, to pick four years of Jaguar Davis or one year of Charleston Hughes, you're going to take four years of Jaguar Davis. I agree. That yeah. is the calculation yeah. that actually happened, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'll so. give the defensive line an A+. Plus. I, uh, there I'm you impressed. Go. I'll, give, I'll give them an A. Uh, linebackers, uh, another group that's, uh, it's, there's not a whole lot to talk about here because when you look at uh, Singleton, Jamar Wall, or whoever has been filling in mm-hmm. at that Sam linebacker spot, when he's been hurt, Jameer Thurman, you know, where do you find a hole? You don't. I mean, Jameer Thurman's going to be in the NFL next year. There's just, I mean, mm-hmm. he's going. 
He's mm-hmm. he's been phenomenal. I think he's got a case for defensive player of the year. Yeah. I, I really think he's been terrific. And him and Singleton, they don't miss tackles. They're so quick just to get to the runner. I I mean, they blow it is it is fun to watch and yeah. defense isn't always amazing to watch, but I love watching those guys. Well, if, if you had to ask me who was the biggest surprise in the uh, twenty eighteen Calgary Stampeders, Jameer Thurman. Like I, I like I knew he was a good player, mm-hmm. but I had no idea how good of a player he was. And and you know, whether it's on teams, whether it's on defense, as you say, Danny, you know, I, it's kind of sad that you think he's gonna go to the NFL next year, which I I, I don't disagree, but he's been that good for the Calgary Stampeders. The work he does on special teams that guarantees it. Yes, he's exactly. Got a role to play on an NFL team on day one. Exactly. He hasn't let his special teams slip at all. And I think probably in the back of his mind, he knows if he's going to have an NFL shot, that's something he's going to, he's going to have to keep up. So I think uh, 23, 23. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, and just, and just a rock. I mean, you know, Mark Killam, Mark, Mark Killam's got a little bit of a man crush on the guy because of the (laughs) biceps, but I mean, Jameer Thurman, great player. Uh, A, A for the linebackers. A plus for me. Yeah. A plus for me too. So the secondary, and this was, Next to the offensive line, you know, we, we looked at the offensive line as a question mark going in, and the other big question mark on this team was the secondary. You know, when you when you lose Josh Bell, you know, when you're completely, uh, you know, uh, you're completely changing the look of that group back there. And I'm uh, I'm real pleasantly surprised. Trey Roberson is uh, really going growing into his role. Emmanuel Davis has been uh, a good fit coming into this team. That's been uh, that's been looking pretty solid back there. Yeah, I mean Trey Roberson. I, I don't think that they missed Tommy Campbell, which nope. says something because Tommy Campbell was arguably the best corner in the league. Um, and and look, I, I do want to give a shout out to Brandon Smith because you know we, oh, uh, we he often, just keeps getting it done. He, he just keeps getting it done. He's he's everywhere at once, and uh, you know he is he's such a glue guy for this team. But it's more than a glue guy; he's actually just uh, an all star um, at that at that position. Remember, Jock? Yeah, we were talking to Dave Dickinson before a game once, and you asked him, oh, "Who's really surprised you? You know, who's who's impressed you with the way they've grown?" And we were thinking of you know the younger guys, you know second year third yeah. year stampeders and, and you know he says brandon smith yeah well and we talk about we just talked about charleston hughes and we know that john huffnagel lets guys go you know when they hit their mm-hmm. you know mid early 30s. yeah and the fact that they kept brandon smith around at his age with his experience i mean he's the longest serving guy on this team and he's he's week in and week out um just a top performer it's interesting that you mentioned Tommy Campbell because, you know, there there are some rumblings around, you know, some pretty key people in the Calgary Stampeder dressing room that say this team is much better off that Tommy Campbell is no longer on this team. Well, it's, uh, yeah, chemistry is uh, You know, so, talent. yeah, that's exactly right. So you can you can take that for what it's worth. You know, is, is he a talented corner? Yes. Uh, but are they are they missing Tommy Campbell right now? No, as you say, Trey Roberson. You know, it's uh, when you look at a potential rookie of the year. Is it is it, who's the rookie of the year for the Stampeders? Don Jackson or Trey Roberson? It's it's the debate that I've been having internally. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, I think I, I push Trey just narrowly ahead. That's yeah. going to be another podcast in a yeah. couple of weeks. So stop talking now. Okay, let's let's, let's go to special teams here because I think oh, we didn't a, give a grade. I, 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 uh, I'll, overall I'll give, grade for the I'll, defense. I'll give the secondary. You know, again, yeah. I think Emmanuel Davis has been a big surprise for me. Okay. I wasn't expecting very much. Uh, so from that standpoint, I'm, I'm not going to. I'll give him an A minus. Uh, but I, I still give them in the A's. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'll go. I, I, I'm A minus, B plus, right around that. Uh, you know, it's just it's hard. You know, I'm giving you a nine point five because I can't give a ten kind of thing. That uh, that that group has been a real pleasant surprise. Yeah, I mean, the only reason you don't give them an A plus is just you know, in the context of the rest of the position groups right. on that defense. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, again, like I, other than that, Duke Williams touchdown, mm-hmm. you don't you don't throw touchdowns against this Stampede. No, you, just they, they don't happen. get beat. They do not get beat. No. On big big plays that Duke Williams, and if it happens was, once a game, I mean, I 
ran into the coaches on the way back up from halftime, mm-hmm. and they were furious about it. Like it's just you don't get beat once. Oh, on, Devon, on Devon like, Claybrooks was saying, "Man, I could, you know, I knew they were going to throw that pass to Duke Williams in my hospital bed." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they weren't happy about it. Standards pretty high. Uh, special teams. Eh? There's a couple of stories going on here, and uh, start off with you know with what I think is a a strength of this team, and that is uh, you know kicking. And kick coverage. You know, Rob Maver is so good at putting the ball to spots. He's good at killing the ball close to the goal line. And those cover teams are getting down there, and you're not seeing this team get beat for big returns. Not often you see uh, Rob Maver get out kicked by another punter, but you know I'll give you O'Neill credit for day like that. One. <laughs> like, where, was did that where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, but it never happens. But it and never that's happens. The point it, with it, Rob. It, it, right? it never Mind happens. Squirrel and, acorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So hey, uh, the kicking game again a strength of this team. But I, I mentioned it earlier. I said I'm I'm concerned that we've seen as much of Renee Paredes as we've done. I think mm-hmm. that's a big concern for me. You know, from the offense, I'm glad Renee is is pretty darn solid. Uh, Rob Maver. You know, one of the best in the game. And now he doesn't have the big, sexy numbers. I get it, but he's not asked for the big, sexy numbers. He's asked to uh, do the directional punting. And, and you know, when you look at two of the vet, you guys mentioned uh, Brandon Smith, you know, the two other veterans, 30-plus crowd on this team, are your two kickers. And, you know, a good thing they're kickers because uh, they can be around a long time. Yeah, in my I books. say, and, and, and putt cover. You look at, you know, the you look at the punt net on this mm-hmm. team. Those guys, they get down there, they swarm the ball carrier. You're not getting to the outside. You're not finding seams on this cover team. No, I mean, they all, I mean, it, it, feel like I'm talking cliches, but they all go yep. to the ball. They, mm-hmm. I mean, like Winston McManus has been great there. Um, Jameer Thurman has been yeah. phenomenal. We already <laughs> said it. Yeah, look, I mean, as you said, I, I think that that unit, you can't have a single complaint about So, yeah, field goal and uh, punt, punt cover, I'm going to go A- minus on that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah, now, a right. little, little bit of a concern here. Sorry, Danny, I didn't... Uh... No, I'm, I'm with you guys. I like that grade. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, if, there is a, if there is a problem on teams, and even the coaches admit this a little bit, uh, kick return. You know, I mean, you know, when you when you lose a guy, you know, the guy who's the most electrifying returner in the CFL on the offseason and you have to replace it by committee, that's going to be a bit of a problem. But still, uh, the mm-hmm. return game, I think I expected a little bit more of Terry Williams. Uh, I think you probably did, too. He looks to me at times like he's struggling to catch the ball. I think there's a confidence thing going on there. there that is my worry about Terry. I actually feel a little bit bad for him in terms of being compared to Roy Finch. Yeah. And I think that part of the difficulty about being a punt returner for this Stampeders team is you have to return so many friggin' punts. Yeah. So I, I do think he's beat up. I think he's taking a lot of big hits. And, um, of course, that slowed him down a little bit. But it is it is catching the ball. And I've even seen it in practice. Um, I, I, I do have mm-hmm. worries about it. And it's why, I mean, I don't think fans are going to stop tweeting me about Roy Finch until the end of the season. I don't think he's coming back. Do you? I I don't think so. No. It would seem bizarre to me that he would. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how much of it is, like, look, the catch on the ball, that's Terry's problem. He's Mm got to sort it out. But um, in terms of him not, you know, getting those big runbacks that that Roy did, um, he's got a really tough job right now. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you don't want to be the guy that follows the guy. You know, it's interesting. After Labor Day, you know, I I asked Dave Dickinson, I said, you know, what improvements would you like to see in the second half of the season? And he he talks about, you know, the consistency of this team. And Mm -hmm. and obviously, when you think of consistency, you know, we talked about it. The offense has to complete drives, and, you know, they need a better return game because, you know, you got to win, you know, as most football people will tell you, you got to win two of the three phases. You know, the Stampeders are lucky because usually they do win the defensive phase, and so they need to win one of those two other phases if they want to continue uh, their winning way. Overall grade for the Calgary Stampeders as a team. Danny Austin. I'm going to say B plus or A minus. Um, 
Well, I will say is, look, they're nine and one. They have wrapped up the yeah. West Division for all intents I and purposes. Yep. I, I think that they're going to lose this week to Edmonton. Personally, uh, I think going up just there cause. Back, yeah. just just back. To, I have that feeling. To be yeah. honest, I had that feeling yeah. going into Regina last game too. But I mean, the only reason I'm not willing to give them an A at nine and one, which they probably deserve, is because look, Labor Day Classic as well as that game against Saskatchewan and a large chunk of the game against the Bombers, mm-hmm. they're not. Like they are vulnerable. They are. They're not invincible right now nope. at all. They are not an invincible nine and one. And uh, I think that all three of those teams, uh, despite Winnipeg's really struggling in a lot of phases <laughs> right now, um, you know, showed me enough to think that the West Final is going to be a yeah. is going to be a tough game. Yeah, and, and I guess it goes back to my expectations at the start of the season. I thought there was no way in hell that this team was going to be a thirteen win team this season. I, mm-hmm. I, I really just didn't see it happening. And this team is going to win thirteen games this year. This team may win more than thirteen games this season. So uh, if you would have asked me at the start of the season would this P- team be nine and one after Labor Day, I would have said no chance. Um, so f- again, because my expectations have been exceeded, I've got to give them a, a better grade than than I was expecting. I've, I've talked about the inconsistencies on offense. I've talked about the struggles on offense. I, I love the defense, but because this team is nine and one, so if you're asking for a grade at this point in the season, now it may change at the end, but at this point in the season, I got to give them an A because I didn't expect it. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah, and I that. thought they were going to win 13. Did I will, did I will, okay, I, did, I didn't, yeah. and, and that's fair. If you thought they were going to win 13, good enough. I thought the defense was, was going to win them 13 games, to be honest, yeah. and that's kind of what's happened. So. We're giving this team uh, some pretty good grades here. but uh, Nine and one. How do you not? Nine and one. How do you not? We know that the Riders reporters would be giving them A-pluses for winning one game. Yes. So, like, <laughs> we're, we're not being that biased. <laughs> there you go. So we're giving strong grades here, but right at the bottom of the card, we're seeing still a bit of room for yes. improvement. Guys, thanks for doing hey, this. I think it's an incomplete because the incomplete. season's incomplete. I like that. Yeah. Perfect. That's all the time we have today. Make sure to check us out every Thursday for a new podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and tune in, download it from the website as well. If you like the podcast, take some time to rate the show and leave a comment. If you really like the podcast, tell your buddies about it and leave us your suggestions for future shows. For Jock Wilson, I'm Dave Rowe. This is the Calgary Stampeder Podcast.